Welcome to Mission Gathering Charlotte. This community is for you. If you grew up in the church and have lost your faith, if you are in a moment of deconstruction or reconstruction, if scandals, politics, and hate have led you into doubt, if the stories of this faith raise doubts and curiosity in you, our time together is not about trying to fix you. You are not broken. Our journey in this life is not about erasing doubt but embracing them. For it is only on the darkest night we can see the stars. Life's journey is hard enough so we don't think you should have to make this journey alone. So if you are Asian, Latinx, Black or White, Indigenous, if you are male or female, trans or non-binary, if you are three days old, 30 years old or 103 years old, if you've never stepped foot in a church, or if you are Buddhist, Roman Catholic, agnostic or are a lifelong evangelical, if you are single, married, divorced, separated or partnered, if you are straight, gay, lesbian, asexual or bisexual, if you are a Republican, Democrat, independent, socialist or not registered to vote, if you have or had addictions, phobias, abortions or a criminal record, if you own your home, rent, live with your parents or are homeless, if you are fully abled, disabled or a person of differing abilities, you are welcome to join us on this journey to share our sacred meal at the Table of Grace, Happy Sunday, and welcome one and all. No conditions, you are loved. We cannot say no. You completely belong. No, we cannot say it enough. You are safe to be who you are. No, we cannot say it enough So come to the table There is a place for you Come to the table Come to the table Just as you are No exceptions welcome we cannot say it enough You're not on this road alone No, we cannot say it enough Nothing to prove you can let down your guard We cannot say it enough So come to the table There is a place for you Come to the table to the table just as you are come to the table there is a place for you come to the table there is a place for you come to the table just as you are just as you just as you are There's no fear No fear in love There's no fear No fear in love You 
are safe to be who you are Nothing to prove you can let down your guard And come to the table, there is a place for you Come to the table Come to the table just as you are And come to the table There is a place for you Come to the table There is a place for you Come to the table Just as you are 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 Hey everyone, Pastor Andrew here. I'm asking you if you can find it in your heart today to maybe give to help support this stream and the community behind it. Mission Gathering Charlotte is a fully inclusive, radically progressive church here in the heart of Charlotte. Beyond just church, we, we house and support nonprofits, artists, and people trying to make this world a better place. But as a church, our goal is to, to make this world a better place. Each week we gather together to learn how to heal ourselves and be a part of the healing of this world. I get it. Church is not something you think about when you think about healing the world. But this place is. So if you've enjoyed these videos or if you've been a part of our in-person community, maybe you can give $5 today. Maybe you can give $20. Maybe skip the guacamole at Chipotle or make coffee at home one morning. I get it, everything's getting more expensive and with all the sacrifices you're having to make, it, this seems even more like a sacrifice than ever. But your gifts are needed and your gifts are appreciated. So I offer this prayer of dedication and thanksgiving for the gifts that you will, you will be giving today. Let's pray. Bread of life, when we ask for a fish, you do not give us a snake. May your communities be the same, offering each other relevant and need-based care. Forgive us when we act like we know the needs of others better than they do. May we instead listen to the wisdom reciprocity teaches us. In the name of Jesus the Christ, amen. Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Jesus told them, when you pray, say, Father, uphold the holiness of your name. 
bring in your kingdom. Give us the bread we need for today. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who has wronged us. And do not lead us into temptation. He also said to them, Imagine that one of you has a friend, and you go to that friend in the middle of the night. Imagine saying, Friend, loan me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. Imagine further that he answers from within the house, Don't bother me, for the door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed, and I can't get up to give you anything. I assure you, even if he wouldn't get up and help because of his friendship, he will get up and give his friend whatever he needs because of his friend's brashness. And I tell you, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Everyone who asks receives, whoever seeks finds. To everyone who knocks, the door is opened. Which father among you would give a snake to your child if the child asked for a fish? If a child asked for an egg, what father would give the child a scorpion? If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. Common English Bible translation. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Teach us how to pray. What a loaded question. I mean, honestly, think about that one. Growing up, if you're like me, prayer was all about making sure God wasn't mad at you. I mean, think about it. You had to walk down the aisle, say a prayer, sign a card, and now God wasn't mad at you for breaking the rules that God made, but also made you unable to keep. Other people would teach me things like if life was hard, then God would mysteriously reorder the universe and all of the natural laws in order to make sure that I I got that date I really wanted or that that football team that everybody was rooting for would would win the championship. Or maybe, maybe you had prayers like mine where you pray and pray and pray to finally get that beach body for that trip that you'd always wanted. And that's what it felt like. Prayer felt like those sort of things, like a wish list or, or keeping God from being mad at you. It felt like all it had to offer was like this way of staying off God smiting me or causing some misfortune in my life or to simply get the things that I wanted. Now, I know most of you who are watching are progressive Christians, and these things seem funny now, almost laughable. But these are real prayers that people pray. These are real things that, that people ask God for. So when I was studying this week, I had to ask, why is that? Why is this how we've been taught to pray? And this is the only conclusion I could come up with. I think sometimes how we pray reveals more than what kind of church we grew up in or what kind of family we had. I think how we pray reveals who we think God is. And so often as humans, what we do is if we don't know something, if something is both approachable but beyond us, 
we start making it look like us. Or we start making it look like the things that are familiar to us. Like, think about these types of prayers. Like, our society commonly sees God as some big sky king at the top of a hierarchical system of Roma Downey angels and, and demons and devils who gives out and withholds requests just based upon how that God feels about us or based upon our performance review at the end of each day. That sort of God, that sky king, that sky daddy God, that God is a reflection more of what our nation state looks like, what our system of capitalism looks like, than it is the God that Jesus reveals to us in the Gospels, like especially in this passage of Luke. And so if this is how we're taught to see God, as some despot in the sky who withholds or causes catastrophes based upon their whims. It's no wonder that so many of us only pray when things are bad, when we feel bad, when things are going terrible, or when we feel like we need something. Because it's best not to draw the divine attention to ourselves until we really need it. But Jesus doesn't see it that way. When asked to teach us how to pray, Jesus doesn't teach us any of that placating and angry sky god. Jesus first approaches it with the, with the familiar word for father, an endearing word, a word that a, a young child would use towards its beloved and loving father. And maybe father doesn't work for you. Maybe mother works better or caretaker could cover all of it and keep things out of the binaries. But it's a term of endearment that Jesus first comes to God in this prayer with. Jesus reveals to us who Jesus knows God to be. And then Jesus shows us the posture that we're to take in relation to God. Not one of fear and cowering. And not one of, of people with a long wish list as spoiled children. We're to recognize God as our ultimate caretaker. And that in, in turn, God's kingdom would flourish and, and bring about the flourishing of everyone, that God's justice would reign, not just for a few, but for all. And Jesus tells us that we can ask God for what we need. And sometimes it's hard to see between the lines of what we need and what we want. But our daily bread, give us the bread we need for today. Give us the things spiritually and physically that we need for today. And then we're to ask for forgiveness even as we learn to forgive others who have wronged us. It's not about a list of keeping rights and wrongs and, and settling scores, but it's about learning to see the person next to us as also being our heavenly caretaker's beloved child and learning to see ourselves as that beloved child as well. That's why we ask for forgiveness for ourselves and we learn to forgive others so that that image of God can shine through Jesus tells us to seek compassion and mercy even in times of hardship, even when times of trial and temptation come our way, that mercy and compassion would be our guiding stars. This posture of prayer moves us from the ultimate letdown of not getting everything we want into a position of connecting to the deepest, deepest part of ourselves so that we can see what it is the divine is trying to build through us. What is trying to be birthed and break forth into this world? 
Jesus then talks to the disciples about how if they're evil, right? And this is a tongue-in-cheek moment for Jesus. This is Jesus kind of making a joke. If evil ones like you can do good things, how much greater things is God capable of? If the deep seed of goodness in us can bring about compassion and mercy and justice, what can the source of that seed do in this world? If we truly, like truly, like for real, if we truly begin to ask the words that Jesus gives us to ask, I wonder what we will receive. If we really seek the kingdom of heaven, God's justice, and the reign of love, compassion, and mercy on earth, what is it you think we will find? If we knock on the door of the divine with the urgency that friend in the parable knocks on the door of his other friend in the middle of the night, what do you think will be on the other side of that door when it is open to us? You see, prayer is process. It is not the changing of the situation, but the changing of ourselves. Transformation for ourselves, and in our transformation comes about the transformation of the world, for all things are interconnected in God's divine web. We say things like, your liberation is tied up in mine, your prosperity is tied up in mine, your freedom is tied up in mine. Because none of us exists in a vacuum. All of us are a part of the same ecosystem, which could just as easily be seen as a part of the same organism. Prayer helps to remind us of that. We need prayer. But we need prayer that's not magical words trying to appease Sky Daddy from smiting us or causing more hurricanes or whatever the evangelicals are blaming on God now. We need prayer that is fully embodied. Prayer that is enfleshed and prayer that is embraced as something more, as something beyond, as something so deeply connected to who we are and who we can be. So Mission Gathering and friends, seek and you shall find. Ask and it will be given. Knock and the door will be opened. Let us practice this practice of prayer together. So if you'll join me, let's get to it. Amen. Let's take three deep breaths together. Breathing in, breathing out. Breathing in, breathing out. Breathing in, breathing out. Resting your hands, palms up in your lap. Gently closing your eyes. Hear these words. Jesus said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. 
knock and the door will be open for you. What needs do you bring before the divine in this moment? What are you seeking in the deepness of your being? What closed doors need to be opened for you? Jesus showed us that God is always with you and within you. Move into the deepness of that space. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. Let go of what is holding you back. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. Release burdens that you bring into this moment. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. If your mind becomes distracted, repeat this mantra, touching each finger to your thumb one by one. Be still and know 
Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you.
May you be given what you have asked for. May you find what you seek. May all the doors close to you be opened for the breaking in of God's kingdom, for the fulfilling of our duty to make this earth more as it is in heaven. May the peace of our Lord Jesus the Christ be with you now and always. Amen.